Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hello, welcome to another episode of eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. I am Penny Reed, and I'm super excited today to have my friend and colleague, Adrian Twig on uh, on the podcast. Welcome, Adrian. Thanks, Penny. I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Awesome. Me too. And so for those of you who may not know of Adrian yet, you're in for a treat. Uh, she is the co-founder of Bent Erickson. And if you've not heard, heard of Bent Erickson, boy, can they really help you out right now, uh, especially with the, the post-COVID. Um, and I, I'm not even sure that we're completely out of it. Uh, managing and running a dental practice. Uh, there's a lot to it. It can be super stressful, especially when it comes to managing and retaining team members. And Bent Erickson can help you with many of your HR needs. So we'll be sure that the contact information is in the show notes. Uh, I would love to get to our topic for today, and that is uh, really working toward retaining those very valuable team members, which has always been important. Uh, more important now than ever because it seems like there are not enough of them to go around. So, uh, Adrian, I, I will let you uh, begin to kick it off here in the direction that you want to take and, and look forward to the information that you'll be sharing with our listeners. All right. Thanks, Penny. Well, this subject is uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, we at Ben Erickson and Associates have been talking about this for probably eight years now. So this isn't a new topic for us, but unfortunately, it's been one that people are having to learn about, and they're having to learn about it very quickly as an employer. Um, all of the statistics, and you know, there's statistics out there everywhere. All of the st statistics out there talk about um, employees who leave a company voluntarily. And boy, have we seen that like crazy uh, during the pandemic. Okay, there were layoffs and there were shutdowns and that type of thing. But since everything has opened up, people are not going back to the jobs that they had before. A lot of people have decided to change careers or to stay at home. Some of those people, of course, have issues from childcare, or maybe they have a loved one that they are staying at home to take care of. And a lot of people in the dental field think, yeah, I don't want to go back into that for whatever reason. Um, you know, whether it's they think the aerosols are dangerous, which Penny, you and I both know a dental office is one of the safest places to work because we've been adhering to all of the OSHA regulations for decades. So, Absolutely. I, I have said it, maybe not on a podcast. I think you're exposing yourself in many ways much more when you go to a grocery store or especially a pharmacy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's there's only only so much that those wipes can do. And, and you don't know who all's there. And especially yeah. when everything was all flared up, I, I'm thinking the sick people have come here to get medicine. Yeah. That's, so, that's exactly uh, right. Yes. Yeah. You're standing in the pharmacy line and somebody behind you is hacking and coughing and and yeah, and you have no clue. So, um, so anyway, people, people were just deciding to shift and change. 
So that has created for the dental profession, as in a lot of other professions, hospitality or whatever, a shortage with people to work in the offices. And, um, you know, some of the schools were shut down, hygiene schools, the assisting schools, even some of the dental schools were shut down. So that has delayed any type of graduation. It's delayed maybe certifications coming out for licensure for hygienist or dental assistants if they're going for their certification for EFTA or whatever. So it has really put a cramp, um, and we'll just focus focus on the dental world, to really put a cramp in being able to recruit and hire team members. So now more than ever, retaining those quality team members that you have has got to be on the forefront. So we have talked about for years appreciation and showing appreciation for your employees that you have. And I think sometimes we get confused between what appreciation is and what recognition is. They're two different things. Recognition is um, something that someone did that you're recognizing them for. Appreciation is how we make them feel. So there is a vast difference in that. And a lot of times employers will say, hey, we're here to work. We're here to get things done. I don't really care how people feel about it. And while I understand, yeah, people are there to do a job and you expect them to earn their pay, but making them feel appreciated while they do it, that is the bottom line goal to creating a healthy functioning workplace where people actually want to come to work. Um, when we talk with our clients a lot, we will ask them the question, um, would you want to work for you? You know, are you the kind of employer that you would want to work for? And, you know, sometimes if they're really honest, they have to kind of think for a minute and go, oh, yeah, maybe not. So we really have to create a culture and a workplace where people want to come to work. They feel like that they have friends because, man, Penny in the operatory, you know, they're knee to knee. And Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's very close quarters. And we all, I think, have experienced, um, I don't think I'm the only one that has experienced this, but we all have experienced a time in a work environment and you pull into the parking lot and you see that car that that person drives that just makes you crazy. And you think, oh, Lord, I have to work with that person all day again today. We want to avoid those types of daily situations. Now, mm -hmm. yeah, there's going to be people that maybe you're not going to want to go hang out with them when you get off work. But creating a culture where everybody feels appreciated and they get along. I mean, there is nothing better in my experience than to walk into a workplace and you hear the team members laughing and kind of joking with each other and just enjoying being around each other and enjoying what they're doing. I mean, Penny, I'm sure you've walked into places that maybe aren't that way. And you feel like you can cut the tension with a knife. Oh, absolutely. I'm having I'm having flashbacks. Well, on both sides, right? Of of the ones yeah. where 
whereas, you know, back when I was doing coaching, it was fun, you know, and, and it really even impacts as a consultant uh, and a coach when you're going into an office where the t- even though you're there to help make it better, yeah. right, it's a, it's yeah. a heaviness yeah. that you feel. And, yeah. and I'm a firm believer, as I know you are too, the patients can feel it too. And they don't know, they don't know what it is. They think maybe it's them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so true. And so, I, you know, I, whichever direction you would want to start in, whether you say, okay, well, you know, maybe you're a, a, you know, a fairly new doctor or, or startup and, and you're, you're looking to shape the culture, or if you know that it's not ideal, you know, what mm-hmm. are some, what are some things, because I would imagine that most, as has been my experience, that most, you know, doctors or office managers that are listening would agree with you that they want these things. Uh, yet these are the, you know, the soft skills, the intangibles. Yeah. It's kind of hard to put a frame around it and say, okay, here's what it is. Um, what are some, some things that they can do to, you know, begin to, as a leader, to shape a culture like this? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Um, we all know that every place of employment has a culture and it's either by default or design. So your point is super valid about deciding what type of culture you want and how do you get there. And I think the number one universal trait in any culture that is healthy and functioning and growing is the team members feel appreciated and they know that what they're doing is contributing to the overall status of the business. So we really concentrate a lot on the five languages of appreciation. And I'm sure that a lot of people have read the five love languages by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman, Dr. Paul White, and know that they took that book and moved it over into the professional world. And it's the five languages of appreciation. That's kind of our cornerstone that we work with on uh, moving a a practice or a business into a healthy culture. Those five languages, you know, we we all have our favorite language that we give and receive appreciation with. Recognizing what the team member's language is, that they receive appreciation, and that they give it. Uh, And everybody needs to know that about each other. But spending some time listening to the team members, and if you've not read the book, Five Languages of Appreciation, man, that should be on your nightstand tonight. And uh, read through it so that you can identify what your language is to show appreciation and what your team members' languages are to receive it. So that's where we start. We say it's it's all about communication. It doesn't matter what the issue is. It is about communication, whether it is a job deficiency issue, whether it is a personality conflict. I mean, it starts with the cornerstone of that is communication. So the first thing we always say is, you know, how how are you communicating appreciation? making sure that it's authentic. And one of the things that we find team members and doctors, especially doctors, get caught up in is, well, how do I make it authentic? 
you know, I've been practicing here, let's say I've had this practice for five years and my team members have been with me for two, three, five years. And if all of a sudden I come in and say, oh, Penny, thank you. You did a great job today. They're going to look at me like, who are you and what have you done with Dr. Smith? <laughs> so, and, and it feels weird, you know, sure. when you start something like that. It's when I do presentations on this, I have everybody cross their arms, you know, and you cross your arms a certain way. And then I say, okay, now look down at the way your arms are crossed. Now uncross them and cross them the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And to watch people, you kind of have to think about it and do it a different way. But when you do it and you start doing it enough, that feels comfortable. That feels natural. Mm-hmm. Expressing appreciation is the exact same way. At first, it feels kind of awkward, but you you learn to do it and, you know, you get used to doing it. People get accustomed to it and it just starts the ball rolling. It mm-hmm. just starts the ball rolling. Would Would you recommend in the situation where you have the doctor that says, okay, I'm going, you know, I want to get better at this. Uh, As you mentioned Mm -hmm. in your scenario, I haven't done very much of it. Could they get the team together and, or at a team meeting and say, Hey, this is something that I want to work on. So, uh, you know, I I, I don't want any of you, you know, calling the, you know, like the state dental board or some sort of, hotline because you think you know that I've been kidnapped and replaced with a with an identical an version alien. of me um and and I I really am you know this is something that I don't feel like I'm very good at I'm committed to getting better and uh yeah. you know look and I look forward to I, I hope that that you do begin to feel more appreciated yeah. than you have because it's not like naturally in my DNA to do that. And and that's something that I'm going to be working on. Would you recommend that they kind of fire a shot across the bow if that will make them feel more comfortable to get started? Absolutely. Yeah. Because that is, you know, and and we could get into a whole topic with Brene Brown of being vulnerable and and all of that, which I love her material. I do too. Um, But that is the first step. It is that communication and being vulnerable, saying, okay, guys, I, like you said, I'm not, haven't been very good at this and I don't exactly know uh, how to go about this, but I want you to know this is something I want us to embrace. Mm-hmm. I want to be better at this. I want you to know how much I appreciate you. And yeah, I'd kind of like to be appreciated in return. And we're a team. And this is what I would like for us to talk about. I would like for us to investigate what our languages are Mm -hmm. so that I am not, you know, giving you words of affirmation out of girls or out of boys. And you would rather have me stop and talk to you for a couple of minutes and spend some quality time Mm -hmm. versus words of affirmation. Yeah. And and I would, I would tend to think unless it's a new role for someone and they've just joined an office and they're thinking, oh my goodness, this place isn't a fit for me. Right. So let's set that aside. I would imagine most people, if they were given their, you know, their options would prefer that their current work environment got better than simply take it because it's a risk 
you know, and, yeah. and I know we're looking at this more from not that anyone in the dental profession isn't welcome to tune in. I imagine we'll have more dentists and office managers, yet I would say most team members in all likelihood, if they've been with you, don't want to leave because right. they they know in the back of their mind, hey, I could go somewhere thinking that it's going to be better. It could be worse. Mm-hmm. So I, I mm-hmm. believe that most team members want to stay where they are if they knew that there was a way that the environment could improve or that they do feel yeah. more appreciated. And I think especially in dentistry or, and you probably know a lot more about this, but just in the workplace as a whole, it's a whole lot more COVID has stressed people out. Yeah, I mean, big, yeah. big time. I think we all probably have PTSD. <laughs> and so, so I think that lack of appreciation um, you know, is if it is indeed happening, which I could see it sort of being a natural occurrence because if I'm a yeah. business owner and I'm stressed or I'm an office manager and I'm stressed, I'm, I'm likely not as intentional yeah. as I would have been in thinking about making the team feel appreciated. Right. And going back to statistics, there are tons and tons of studies out there that have been done on a quarter of a million people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just a little thousand people per uh, group, but 220,000 employees were um, asked why they left voluntarily. And 79% of them said that their primary reason for leaving is because they don't feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. So um, if it comes to that point, uh, you know, they, and if they're a really good employee, they're going to find somewhere else to work, but you know, you're really good, loyal employees you want to hang on to, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost you anything to be able to invest time and effort into appreciation is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. It's not going to add a line item to your budget. It's something that you can do on a daily basis now, if you want to, you know, sometimes bring in lunch or, um, you know, do some type of small gift or bring in snacks or, you know, the dental industry, we as a whole, we love snacks. We, we love do. treats. We, do. we love coffee. and We do. I tea. used to, when I worked in the office, we always kept M&Ms in the break room. Yeah. We called them M complex vitamins. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the, the, uh, office that I managed um, in the Midwest, I was there almost 18 years and we had 17 operatories. So it was a really big office. Well, we had workstations on each end of the building and one of them we designated as the fat room because that's where all of our snacks were. When our wonderful patients brought in the treats and the cookies and all, that's where they went. So yeah, so appreciation doesn't cost anything except time and some uh, dedication to to putting it into practice. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think a lot of it is really listening. Mm-hmm. And I know that can strike fear uh, in, <laughs> right, in a lot of dentists that may feel like, well, hey, I don't have a lot of time. When you bring that lunch in, I think it's not only that you bring it in, it's the, you know, going around the room and saying, hey, you know, yeah. Any of you guys got anything exciting going on this weekend or there's soccer games or, yeah. or football games or, you know, what have you been up to? What's the latest yeah. 
you know, or if you yeah. know someone has a certain hobby, you know, what's the, what's the latest thing you found on Pinterest, Adrian, that you've got cooking up in your garage, yeah. uh, you know, that I am something other than a producer yeah. or a schedule filler. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, it's, it's not easy to get started yet. I think, and I would love to know your opinion. Once you do begin to show the appreciation and you see people light up, yeah. you want to do it more often. Yeah. You know, it's just like the example of taking an ice cube and putting it in the middle of the table and maybe just holding a candle to it. And the warmth that that candle gives off just kind of melts that ice cube. And it it just appreciation and whether it's quality time or uh, words of affirmation, it just seems like it melts any mm -hmm. shell that is there, uh, any obstacles. And um, yeah, getting started may not be the easiest route, but man, the rewards and the payoff certainly are worth it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, just a, a quick note, we have, if you've read any papers or listened to any news broadcast in the last few weeks, you've heard this thing about quiet quitting and yes. how people are just not giving that extra like they would before. And yeah, I get the not answering emails after five and on weekends. Absolutely. You have to have boundaries. But the whole thing of not wanting to give and not producing and not mm -hmm. being present is just a part of not feeling appreciated, not feeling recognized for what you are doing. So this is a way to combat that, that, like I said, is not going to cost the doctor any money. Mm -hmm. so, so it's, it's well, and, and it, it is contagious too, in that from what mm -hmm. I've seen, when your team feels appreciated individually, they, they show it to each other. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's a, it's a nurturing, they begin to model what you're doing and, and then they make the patients feel more appreciated. So it, yeah, it's definitely a trickle down. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a trickle down effect. And one of the mantras that I have always presented uh, when I speak is that what you accept, you teach. So when they see you modeling that appreciation, um, you know, they are they're going to fall in line and they're they're going to absolutely uh, feel the the contagiousness of that. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes do it without even realize they're doing it is beginning to be more more polite, more appreciative of their coworkers, too. Well, and it, um, it I'd love to hear your thoughts, because, you know, from what I've seen, it really showing appreciation helps build trust. And I know there are books around this. Right. But the more trust there is in the workplace, there, there is, even though it can be hard to measure, right? It's not like, okay, well, you know, you drove the car from here to here and we clocked <laughs> you at, you know, this speed. Yeah. Uh, it, it does influence productivity. It does. You know, there's a, there's a kind of a formula there, you know, if the more trust that there is, because I'm not in the back of my mind feeling unappreciated or thinking, wow, you know, he or she always compliments Adrian, but they never say anything yeah. to me. Right. And then I'm wasting yeah. a bunch of energy there. So I would, I would love to hear your, your thoughts around that and, yeah. and things that, that can be done to, to help build that trust. Yeah. You know, a lot of times um, I have heard this happen. Um, a doctor will leave at the end of the day and he'll go, okay, great job, everyone. Well, that's like, 
well, maybe uh, team member A really went the extra mile and uh, was walking by the front desk, the phone's ringing off the hook, and maybe that's not his or her job, but yet they stop and answer it to help. Meanwhile, at the other side of the building, somebody else is sitting back there reading a newspaper, waiting for a patient to show up or, or waiting on the doctor or something. So you have different levels. And at the end of the day, if the doctor says, great job, everyone, that's, that's kind of difficult. So yeah, trust is the foundation of any relationship, whether it's professional or personal or whatever. So when people feel like the team member A is working right alongside team member B, and they're both giving the same amount of energy and productivity, um, that does um, foster that feeling of trust. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that I can count on my team member B if I'm falling behind or I'm running late, that that team member is going to pick up the slack for me and vice versa. So that appreciation, building the trust, and just that whole relationship just moves up to a different level. And it's all about the communication and recognizing that we are a team Mm -hmm. and let's figure out how to get along and how to appreciate each other in our jobs. I think that's awesome. Um, If, if a team member were to come, I think this might be kind of a good uh, you know, final point to cover, and then would love to hear any, you know, insights or, or ways that you might want to encourage people to reach out to you. Let's say that you're the doctor and, and you have a team member that has come to you and said, I don't feel appreciated. Yeah. And I don't know how often, I would think that's a gift because most of the time they don't tell you, they just that's right. vote with their feet and they, they right. go take another job or even worse, they stay and then make everybody else feel bad. <laughs> Uh, But but let's say, let's say that they did come to a a doctor and say, well, you know what, I just really, I don't feel appreciated. What would you recommend that the, you know, the dentist say or, and do uh, for that individual? Well, that's a great point. And I think first, first thing right off the bat, the dentist has to hear that person out. Uh, He or she has to listen to what that person is bringing up because they are going to tell you just by what the reasons that they tell you that they don't feel appreciated. They're going to expose to you what their um, language of appreciation is, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, I've worked an hour over cleaning the lab or I, you know, I refill, I restocked the rooms or whatever they feel like they're doing the extra mile for, but they're not getting any appreciation for, Mm -hmm. they're going to expose that in the conversation. So the first thing that the dentist really needs to do is to listen and don't interrupt, don't defend, don't try to rebut, just listen to what they're saying. And then the second thing would be, like you indicated, uh, that this is a gift, say, thank you. Thank you for telling me this, acknowledging that, yeah, you know, I, I screwed up here. I'm sorry. I don't want you to feel not appreciated. So let's talk about what we can do to, uh, to relieve that. What do you need from me as a leader to 
acknowledge you and to make you feel appreciated. So the dentist really has to listen, has to thank the person for bringing it to their attention, and then discuss and give the the uh, team member the opportunity to have input into mm-hmm. how that they need to feel appreciated because it's that it's the like I said five million times before it's the communication process mm-hmm. it's the process of speaking listening feeling heard and then figuring out a plan to resolve it mm-hmm. so it's it can be really simple it's just going to take a little bit of time mm-hmm. uh, well and I love how you've explained it because it does uh, just because something simple may not mean that it's easy to right. get started. Uh, right. Yet, as one of my clients said years ago, uh, he said, well, have you ever really known of anything that was easy that was worthwhile? And, right. and there may be a few things, you know, like the chocolate chip cookie dough that comes already <laughs> prepackaged in the grocery store. It's not good for you, um, but it's definitely easy. So, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Well, um, so this has been so wonderful. Um, what, what uh, final comments do you have for our audience? And then what is the best way um, after that? What's the best way for uh, them to get in touch with you? regarding your services and how you can help. Yeah. The final comments, I think, would just be to reiterate that uh, we're working in really close quarters. And why don't we enjoy the work that we do and that the people that we're with? A lot of times we've all heard this, that we spend more time with our employees and our team members, the people we work with, than we do with our family. So it's really, really important that we enjoy that time and that that's not something that causes us to eat a lot of Tums or Rolaids or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to fight down that acid in our stomach. So making sure that you're doing your part to understand appreciation in the workplace And, you know, if you don't have the book, Five Languages of Appreciation, I don't get any kickbacks for this. I get nothing. But, man, it is such a good read and and will really help. Um, If people have questions, I am more than happy to talk about any of this, to explain it. They can contact me at adrian at benderickson.com. Or they can give us a call at 800-679-2760. And we are more than happy to help. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll be sure that that information is in the show notes as well. So uh, thank you so much, Adrian. I have so admire you and and Tim and, uh, and Alan and all of the things that you guys do to help dentists, especially navigate more of the... Uh, I want to say complex because I do believe showing appreciation (laughs) can definitely be complex, but there've been a lot of new kind of uncharted territory that, you know, we went into through the pandemic. It's never been more important to have a good solid uh, policy manual for the office. And and there have been some definite questions that have come up that I thought, Mm -hmm. well, I never thought anybody would ask that. (laughs) So, uh, so, you know, we, we so appreciate you being there and being such a wonderful solid resource uh, in the dental industry for many, many years. So it's, um, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And thank you for being uh, fans of eAssist and and for joining us on the podcast today. And we will look forward to uh, talking with you again soon. That sounds great. Thanks, Penny. All right. Thank you. 
The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.